How many of you are ready to ascend or go higher in this conference? That God will do something for you and your family and your friends and everyone that's around you. But then you're going to have to come with your cup empty or half full. Because sometimes we come to a conference in the mindset of what they're going to teach us this time. What new is there going to be? And we come with such pride in our hearts. And God sees it and He says, you'll receive nothing. You'll stay awake until 3 o'clock in the morning for no reason. When we come to a conference or any service, we need to sit at the edge of our chair and say, God, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm ready for it. It must be like when you climb on a roller coaster the first time, you do not know how's it going to go, but you know you're safe in His hands. It is like the Springboks. They put us on a roller coaster. I think last night we lost a lot of calories because of our heart rates that was there. Amen. But first, before I want to start this morning, I just want to honor Prophetess and Prophet Leon for allowing me to be here. I do not take it. Give them a hand. I do not take it lightly to be on their pulpit. It is an honor to be here. This is one of the, if I can say, the most significant pulpits in South Africa. It is an honor to be here. It's not something that we take lightly or out of your own strength. This is by the grace of God that I am even standing here. I must be an example for you that nothing's impossible if you are serving the local church. Because God works through the local church. He doesn't work with Litani Linda, this and Tani. No, God works through His body. So if you have a women's ministry, you're out of the will of God. If it's not part of a, a local church. I'm not just speaking about this church. If you live in a different town, different country, different church. If your ministry is not submitted to a local church, you're a rebellion, you're a witch. Because God only works through His body, delegated authority. Are you with me? If you have such a great gift, go give it to the local church. And God will shape you and transform you. Are you with me? We as Christians were created to go higher and higher. We were created to go deeper and deeper in the presence of God and with our relationship with Him. And that is why we have scriptures that says we will go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Because for us in our walk with God, there is always a next dimension. But many Christians, they get to a dimension and they think, I have healed the blind, now I have arrived. No, you have not arrived. Have your shadow healed the city yet? There's always a next dimension. Sometimes people think if they raise the dead, that they are now on the heights, that can hide because what's bigger than that? Have you walked past the morgue and everyone stood up? There's always in, a Christian, in our Christian walk a next dimension or a higher place to be able to go. It is like when God wanted to show John the revelatory, the future, the things to come. He said to him, not stay where you are, I can speak to you. No, he was able to hear God's voice in that dimension. Yet God still told him, come up here and I will show you things to come. The higher you go, the further you'll be able to see. And there's a higher place for each one of us this morning. Even if you are just a visitor or you're someone that says, I just came to check this house. It is fine. May God meet you at your place this morning. 
that everyone in this conference will go higher and not just some of you. The Bible says in Isaiah 40 verse 31, But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. Waiting on the Lord will cause you to go higher. And it is in the waiting period that everything of you becomes supernatural. It is when you serve in church and you're waiting, God, when are you going to use me? It is in that place where God sharpens your gift, heals your, or forms your character. And then when it is the set time of God, not your time, He will send you. Are you with me? But unfortunately, many Christians stay in their waiting season or in their hiding season because they never passes the test. They only focus on their needs and their wants. How many of us this conference, don't raise your hand, but how many of us came this morning to say, God, I want you to do this for me. I want you to do this for my family. I need this. I want that. How many of you have said, God, that one friend that I saw at church, I will serve for them. How selfish have we not become as Christians? Me, myself, and I. And that will cause us to stay in the dimension that we are staying. Because many people believe if they fast more, they give more, they pray more, they read more scripture, that they will go higher. You'll go higher, but you'll come lower again. And that is why many Christians see their Christianity goes like this, up and down, up and down. Because their focus is only on themselves. You are illegal to be in that realm if you are just focusing on yourself. Are you with me? For you to go higher, you need to understand how the kingdom of God works. How do you as a Christian go higher? Or how do you get access to go higher? Because how many of you want to go higher in this conference? That is good. I want you to be alive this morning. You don't have to scream the whole time because it's not the hallelujah message that you thought is going to happen. Tonight is going to be the hallelujah message. Maybe this morning is hard work, hard surgery. Are you with me? For you to be able to go higher. You cannot go higher with your heart condition that you have now. Or else God would have already taken you higher. Are you with me? So how does it work in the kingdom of God? We need to understand the kingdom of God sometimes works upside down of how the kingdom of this world works. Are you with me? So Matthew, I want us to go there. Matthew 20 verse 25. I'm drinking pills that's making my mouth dry. But Jesus called them to Himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great, exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you. Say it will not be so among us. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. So for you to go higher is not to show Pastor Martin or Prophetess that you are standing out. No. For you to go higher, you have to go lower. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. Sometimes we make ourselves lords. We're supposed to be servants. 
and to give His life as a ransom for many. We all say, for me to live is for Christ to live, yet we live for ourselves. He has given His life a ransom for you and I and for other people. For those that we reject, He has given His life. For those that walk through the door that doesn't look the picture that you want them to look like, He has given their lives to them. Have you given your life to them? If you say your Christ, for you to live is for Christ to live. The kingdom of God works upside down. You'll have to force yourself lower to be able to go higher. You cannot go higher by pushing yourself up. Imagine, look at David, King David. All the men around him was much more high, mightier than him. Yet God chose him to be the number one. Why? Because he was always a servant in his heart. And God took him to the top and all those who were greater than him had to serve him. And that is how the kingdom of God still today works. If you want to go higher, you have to go lower. And this is why many Christians never really go higher or ascend. It's because they only focus to get themselves higher or to ascend. And sometimes we will walk over other people and we'll put them under the bus that we can look better and we think that's going to make us higher. And that is why you go like this. Because you put yourself through the fleshly realm and the soulless realm, you put yourself in a dimension that you're not ready and you don't have legal access to be in that dimension. There are many people in the body of Christ that has position that don't have access for that. And that is why they're not anointed for that position because they made themselves to be in those positions. For you to go higher, you have to go lower. A shepherd smells like the sheep. Not like the cliques or like the pastoral meetings. Smell like the people, the sheep. Not understanding that when you put someone under a bus or you try to expose someone else to lift yourself higher, you're hurting your own body because we all are one in Christ. So the moment you see someone, let's say I say, Robert is a weakness and I push his weakness down. What you don't understand is I'm pushing myself, another part of my body, I'm pushing down. And the moment that I need that function that he has, it will not function and we can't go higher. Why? Because I have pushed him down and disabled him to be able to do what God has called him to be. For you to go higher, you have to go together. You cannot go higher alone. You have to go together. But if you want to ascend and go higher in the walk of God and in the spiritual realm, you will have to become a servant and you'll have to attain unity at all costs. Say with me, unity at all cost. It is a requirement for you to be able to go higher. If you have no unity, you'll be legal in the higher realms. And that is why we feel that we go up and down as Christians because we go up, but then we still have no unity and then we have to go down. It is illegal for you to go higher without the heart of God. And many of us, we struggle with this thing called unity. It is because we don't see people the way God sees them. 
We're always looking for the perfect people. We're always looking for the one that caused the least trouble. And if someone does something wrong, let's rather not go close to that brother. Don't you know it's your own body that is weak? Imagine you have a toe that you have cut off. And you say, I'm not going to go to the doctor. I'm not going to help this toe to get fixed. I'll let it get gangrene and let me get blood infection and then the whole body dies. And that is what the body of Christ is happening right now. People are focusing on their own positions rather than the unity that God has told them to be. You're only as strong as the weakest member. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 16 says, Therefore from now on we regard no one according to the flesh. We don't consider or think of them again of the things of the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know Him this no longer. Therefore if anyone is in Christ, He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, old things has become new. The moment that someone come into a church, they can be a mess. But the moment they say, Jesus, I choose you, they are a new creation. They are your brother and sister in Christ. They are now a heavenly citizen with a mandate to lay their lives down for Jesus and for everyone that is in the body of Christ. Are you with me? But we need to see people for what God has made them to be and not for their mistakes. We are called to lift one another up, to cover one another. The Bible says that love covers a multitude of sin. Yet the moment your brother does something wrong, what do you do? Let me just send my leader a message. You are a witch. The Bible says that keep no record of wrong. That is how we as Christians are supposed to live. If you have to forgive 70 times 7, you better forgive quickly. We all sing that song that we just sang. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my soul. I live for you, Lord. Yet we don't live for Him. We live to see where we can gain or where we can go higher. Because if we have to live for Him, we will see how many people can we lift with us. Because that is what He did for us. So if we really mean what we are singing, we will look at who can we lift with us. Because if you live for Jesus alone, you would love your brother as you love yourself. How many of you would want to be forgiven when you do something wrong and not be condemned or judged? How much more must we with our brothers and sisters in unity be together? I want us to go to Philippians 3 verse 12. Are you guys with me? I just want to welcome those who are online.
So I just want to welcome those online. More than 800 people are online this morning. May God work in your hearts as well that when you are at your home that you will ascend with us in this conference. That wherever you are in what city, what town you are in, that you will be the one that God used to bring an end time revival because of your heart's condition. Are you with me? Now that I have already attained, not that I have already attained, or am already perfect. Let me read it again. Not that I have already attained, or am already perfect. But I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. We're looking for people around us to be perfect. Yet the person that wrote the Scripture and most of the New Testament himself confessed that he's not perfect. And yet the moment someone is not perfect around us, we put him aside. Would you want to put Paul maybe out of your e-group or off from your serving group and this is nothing that prophet said this is just something God has told me last week in my church it just came out without me even taking my notes it wasn't even my message so this is not a message that was pre-asked from prophet no it is something that God laid on my heart that the body of Christ have to come to unity for us to go higher I had a different sermon for this morning I wanted to speak about faith and your faith is enough and all those things. But then God said to me, no, do this one. Are you with me? The brethren, I do not count myself to apprehend it. So you can take your mask off. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to have everything together. Just be with the brethren. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press towards the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What is our upward call? That not the Bible says that we have been given the ministry of reconciliation. It means you need to reconcile everyone with yourself and to Jesus Christ, obviously. It is not about where, how fast you can go to the top, but how many people are you going to take with you? Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. What mind? The mind of Christ. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained, not as I have attained. Because sometimes we attain everything. We do extra studies. We do every prayer. We do so many fasts. So we're attaining so much. But the Bible says, as we have already attained, not I have already You cannot do this on your own. Let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, I'm not going to go there, but you all know the Scripture. It says in Psalm 133, For as the brethren dwell together, there is a commanded blessing. So that means you don't have to pray for that blessing. You don't have to jump up and down to get that blessing. The moment that the brethren dwell together, there is a commanded blessing. In other words, the moment that the brethren dwell together, there is a commanded open heavens for you to be able to go higher. Are you with me? But if you do not have unity with your brothers, the blessing is shut. So you can go for the next dimension but it will kick you down to your knees again because you have not passed your test in your waiting season. 
Proverbs 6 verse 16 says, These six things the Lord hate, yes, seven are an abomination to Him. It means it's disgusting to Him. Number seven is disgusting to the Lord. Abomination, a proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that despises wicked plans, feet that are swift in running to evil, a false witness who speaks lies. And number seven, the one that God discussed. And those, and one who sows discord among brethren. One that caused disunity among brethren is abomination towards God. When God sees it, He's disgusted. It's like when you walk into dog poo, you are disgusted. And that is how God look at you the moment you cause this unity. You think you are spiritual. Oh, I'm exposing. You're exposing yourself. You're exposing the condition of your heart. That you are actually not mature as you think you are, but immature. Because if you are mature, you'll forgive quicker than people can do wrong. We need to be united, not separated. The Bible says that one will put a thousand to flight and two ten thousand. Imagine all the people here and the thousand that's online can work together in unity. In two can put ten thousand to flight. How much can we? The world will be our oyster. Things will be happening easy. And I believe that is why the early church had things that we don't have. That's why they saw angels continually. They knew each other's angels. These guys walked in miracles. Shadows healed people. I believe it's because of their unity. We need to understand that we together are the body of Christ. We need one another to raise, this, to raise together. We are stronger together. Are you with me? We, and for us to be stronger and have unity, it is not just to know how many scriptures someone reads. Tonight, when prophet comes, you need to be hungry. Then we're going to go higher and higher. But this morning, I'm dealing with your heart. Are you with me? Because sometimes when you think we need to have unity, we think we just have to see the good on people. When there's real unity, there's transparency. It is the moment when people feel safe to take off their veils and to show their mistakes, to show their weaknesses, knowing that their brother's not going to trample on their weaknesses, but their brother's going to see and say, listen, because I see you have this problem, it is my calling and my duty to help you out of that pit and not put sand in the pit with you. Are you with me? We need to know one another's weaknesses. We need to. For, you, for revival to really come, there have to be unity. Say with me, unity. Unity will cause me to go higher. I want you to show you the power of unity, can I? Let's go to Genesis 11. We all know the Scriptures. I need you to, before I go into the Scripture, Genesis 11 verse 1. When we read the Scripture, look at what they had to be able to do what they did. These people did not have the Holy Spirit. They were not filled with the Holy Spirit. They did not have a nice quote in the Bible to quote. They were not even saved. 
yet see what they could have done. Verse 1 says, Now the whole earth had one language and one speech. And it came to pass as they journeyed from the east that they found a plain in the land of Sinar and they dwelt there. Then they said to one another, like we can say now to one another, are you with me? Then they said to one another, come let us togetherness. It's not just let me go higher. Let us do something. Are you with me? Let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They had bricks for stones and they had also for mortal. And they said, come let us build ourselves a city and a tower whose top is in the heavens. So they came in unity to be able to go higher. Their vision was to go higher, but they came together. Not sister, this one to do this, want the healing, that one wants the deliverance, that one wanted the prophecy. No, they came in unity to go higher because they knew and as we know today, that if you come tonight, if we go higher, nothing will be impossible for you. I remember when we were in Cape Town and Prophet Leon, and sometimes we as a church, we get familiar with him because he's every Sunday here. But when it comes to Cape Town, we celebrate him, we don't tolerate his gift. And he can prophesy, he can warn people, listen, God is giving you warning. If you don't do this, this and this is gonna happen. Two weeks later, a person didn't listen, that happened. God was saved through prophet, you IT, you IT, you IT. And I say, IT, IT, IT. Yet here, we are, have become familiar. For you to go higher, there must be unity and oneness. And they said, remember, these were not saved people. There was not like, you and I have advantage on these people. Because we have the Holy Spirit, we have Jesus living inside of us, and we have scriptures to quote. They did not have these things. Yet, look at what they accomplished. Let, let us make a name for ourselves, lest He be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. But, say with me, but. So I want you to see this. I need you to see this this morning. They said they're going to build a tower and they're going to go higher. But, they never started. They never physically built a tower. They never. Because they were still busy speaking. Then says, but the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of man had built. They have not built anything. In the physical realm, there was no building built. Yet it was already a reality in God's eyes. Why? Because of their unity and their oneness, their one language, that one vision. If you have unity with your brothers and sisters, things will happen like this. Imagine, so they were already to the top in God's eyes because He saw that these people will not give up because of their unity. Because understand that later one is weak, the other one will be strong. So they will get what they want to get. For you to go higher, you cannot go alone. You'll have to go with the ones that's next to you. The ones that you don't like and the ones that you like. Get over yourself. Verse 6 says, And the Lord said, Indeed the people are one. But are we not one in Christ sitting here this morning? So we have the access to what they had. Because we are one. God made us one in Christ just as they were one. And they all had one language. 
The problem how the enemy comes and destroys unity, misunderstandings. Sometimes you misunderstand one another and our language is not one because then the one is saying something the other person judges without finding out what's really going on with this person's life. We so quickly have a pity party as Christians. <clears throat> this person was angry with me. They said something that they were not supposed to say. Have you gone to your brother and said, listen, can I take you for a coffee? What is going on in your life? Last week Sunday you said this to me or you just looked at me this way. I want to tell you that I love you. Is there something I can help with you? Can I pray with you? Can I fast with you? That is unity. Not when someone reacts or says something, I will show them. That is not unity. You will never go higher. You will always be kicked lower, lower, lower. You can have all the gifts in the world. You can be how anointed. You'll be kicked down because of your disunity and your heart's condition. So do not allow the enemy to have misunderstandings. If you do not understand what someone says, go to them and say, listen, I just want to make sure that I understand you correctly. Communication is such a thing that we, in our generation, must be so in advance, but yet we are lacking it. If you look at marriages, oh, don't even go there. Yet because of communication. These people were in one accord. They were one body as we are. That one language, we all can pray in tongues, I hope. And it goes on to say, this is what they began to do. So this they began to do only afterwards. Now nothing that they purpose to do will be withheld from them. How many things do you want to do in your life? You have prayed, you have fasted, you have done everything that you think that you can do out of your own flesh. Yet you have not unity. The Bible says nothing will be withheld from them. So nothing will be impossible for them. Why? Because of one thing, their unity. Sometimes we are so spiritual that we forget that we have people around us that are weaker vessels. And it's our responsibility to get them to our dimension and say, listen, let's go together to a higher dimension. Because you do not know, let's say, Kilelo, come here. Let's say I push Kilelo down now. And I go, you go down there. Now I'm going to next dimension myself. But I get to a dimension where I get tired and I'm looking around me. Where's Kilelo? Where's John? Where's Tian? Where are those that can help me? And that is how people fall. Because they push people down because they think it's irrelevant. Yet that your promise is in your brothers and sisters. Your strength is in unity, not in aloneness. Christianity is not about how quick you can go to the top. It's how many people can you go with you to bring a revival. We want too many supermen and superwomen in the body of Christ. Oh, I heal the blind. Do you know how easy it is to heal the blind? To raise the dead? It is not you. So why do you think you are a superhero? You're just a vessel. The devil is powerless if there is unity. The only thing that was able to stop them to building this tower was God alone. Imagine God didn't say, I'm going to send my son, I'm going to send my Holy Spirit. No, God Himself, the creator of the universe said, listen, I need to come down now and do something against these people because the unity will make that nothing will be impossible for them. Imagine. Think of this. I want you to think of this. There's a scripture that says when God moves, 
the enemies vanish in front of him. God just moved. Yet God moved and this unity was still standing until he had to do something. So that means unity is stronger than any devil in hell. The only way the enemy can stop us is through us having offenses. For us having pride, seeking positions, misunderstanding once again one another, our heart's conditions not being knitted together. When the devil wants to destroy a church, he first observes the unity structure and he says, where is the strongest unity in this church? Let me try to bring this unity in here. He cannot cause this unity, but he can give you the bait of offense. He can give you pride. He can give you a brother, a sister that's not in Christ that can say, oh, but you deserve better. And you lend your ear out to that voice and he has you. The next time you see your brother or your sister, you don't see them the way you're supposed to see them. You don't feel about them the way you're supposed to feel about them. And the one power that the enemy cannot stop, you have given him the power. Because we fight the fight in the flesh and not understand. The moment your brother come to you and maybe raise his voice or do something that you do not like, you must understand that, listen, okay, the devil wants to bring this unity here. So what is the plan for the future? What does God want us to build together that the enemy is so threatened that it had to come with nitty pity fights or Disputes. I hope you guys are getting something this morning. I hope you guys are ready to go higher. And when I speak about unity, I'm not speaking about those you like or those that is higher than you that you feel you can leech on to get to the top. And you're just nice to them. You just write the messages the way that they would like it because you want to go on their back like a lace to the top. That's not what I speak about unity. Unity is with every spiritual brother and sister. I remember this last Wednesday, we had a big e-group in our church and we had an awesome time in the presence of God. And then afterwards I said, okay, listen, for the next hour, we can have fellowship. There was, Cape Tony must know there's always food. There was cakes upon cakes upon cakes there was not enough table for all the cakes. And I said to them, all the eager bleeders, raise your hands. I said, today, you're not eager bleeders. Everyone raise your hands. I said, now every one of you are champions just for today. The work of the champion is to when a visitor comes into the e-group, you find out who are you, how are you? I said to them, today, if you are speaking to your e-group members or e-group leaders, you are in rebellion. I said to him, today you, you're not allowed for the next hour to speak to anyone that you know or anyone that's in your e-group. Or else we have a little bit of click unity there, a little bit of unity there, a little bit of unity there. And that causes a weakness in the body of Christ. You need to know other e-group leaders as well. You need to know your other brother that's in the other e-group. What are they struggling with? When a soldier go to a battle, you must understand it was many years that they trained together. They saw all the breakups, all the relationships. They saw family members die. They didn't just see, oh, this person is so fit. He can shoot like no one can shoot. No. 
They saw you when it was time to train. You're vomiting. They saw you having diarrhea. They didn't just see the beautiful things. Yes, maybe they have attitudes when they are tired and frustrated. But the moment they step on the battlefield, they will die for one another. It is something that we as the body of Christ has forgotten, of lost. We are so self-centered. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Have grace on other people as you would want grace to be dealt with to you. And that is how you will go higher. Imagine how things in your life could have been different if you just had this message one year ago. A commanded blessing. A commanded open heavens. There's even a scripture that says, when you come to God and give your offering, because sometimes we think we can bribe God. And God says, listen, before you leave your gift at the altar, but go make right with your brother. Not that you have a fence with, listen to this, not with you have a fence with, if you remember that your brother has something against you. Because sometimes, oh, I have nothing against anyone. How many people have you offended? That is why you tithe, you give, but nothing happens for you. Because your gift has not been received yet. It is lying in front of the altar. Unity is something that can stop a blessing of your life. It can stop you from having open heavens. It can even stop you from not, God not being able to hear your prayers. Are you guys getting something? And I need to understand, there's a big difference between togetherness and having unity. Many people are together here this morning, but how many of you really have unity with one another? You are just together, you're not in unity. The enemy has fooled you and say, because we're in the same church, we have unity. No, that is not how unity works. Unity takes works. Friends form one another's. Iron sharpened iron, friends form one another. So it doesn't mean it's always going to be butterflies and rainbows. No, there's going to be times you're going to have to sit with your brother and say, listen, I see you going on this path. I want to warn you out of love. Not our communication sometimes. We want to say important things to people. I'm just going to quickly buy coffee. Oh, I'm walking past you. Adrian, Adrian, I want to tell you, the other day you said this, let me go buy my coffee. Do you think that's going to cause unity? Say, Adrian, let's go have a coffee. Not now, because we are busy. We all set our minds on the service. Let's go Monday, Tuesday. Let's go for a coffee. Let's go play golf. Let's go fish. Whatever you guys do here. <laughs> and say, listen, let's, let's, let's get to know one another. Win the person's heart over. And then you can speak to them. Don't allow miscommunication to happen. If there's something severe that you have to speak to someone or something that you think can offend them, don't say it over just a message. Have a relationship. Go to the house. Get to know them. Get to know what you get at home. You don't see the wife screaming at them 24-7, yet you want to be hard on the guy because he had a little bit of attitude. Will that cause unity? We need to know one another's weaknesses and strength. That we will be able not to expose or judge one another's weaknesses, but that we can cover one another's weaknesses. Because when one is weak, the other one must be strong. Not strong exposing them. Strong covering them. Imagine the scrums yesterday. Imagine that guy get tackled and he just leaves there. No one comes and protect him. The moment that guy falls, the, all the forwards are there to protect. And that is how you and I as Christian has to be. The moment you see a brother that is weak or going down, it is not, ha, ha, ha. Oh, now I'm going to become an eager bleeder or a next 
worship leader or whatever. No, you must, oh, I'm sorry, let me cover them. Because one day when I'm weak, I want someone to cover me. Are you with me? The Bible says that nothing will be restrained from them for those who are in unity. There is no power in existence except the power of God that can stop unity and you yourself. Imagine you're more powerful than the devil, yet we give him all our power. For thinking we are spiritual mature, not having unity. And that is what the Bible says in Matthew 18 verse 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you on earth concerning any, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father. Why? Because there's unity. They agree on something. And that is why it's important to have people around you that are positive. That when you go through a storm, they will not say, oh, you're just weak, you must fast more, you must do this. No. You, can't, you come together and say, listen, I agree with you. In seven days, this thing will be settled. Not, oh, I'm so sorry to hear about this. Some people, if they lose jobs, they go to a brother and sister and say, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Oh, God will make a way. Have you sent your CV? Just let me know if you need food. Where's the faith and unity in that? That when your brother loses your job, say, listen, I know you are a tither. I know sometimes it goes bad. You don't give 100%, but you want to give 100%. And God will honor you. But because of your tithe, you and I will now stand together on the Word of God and agree that in seven days you will have a breakthrough. And that is not just in your finances. That is in your healing. That is for your children. That is for your business. That is for everything in your life. If you have unity, the Bible says, He will answer your prayer. Nothing will be revolt from you. Jesus gave us a, the best example of the power of unity and the results if there isn't unity. I want us to go to Matthew 12 verse 25. But Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom, say with me, every kingdom. So He wasn't just speaking about the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of this world. He says, every kingdom, every kingdom. So say, that's the kingdom of God as well. And it says, but Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. That means to be pulled down, to be broken down to the foundation. So you can want to go up, you can want to go higher, thinking that you're going to soar on wings like eagles, high above your brothers and sisters. But the moment there's not unity, this will happen. Your highness will be broken down and desolation. A kingdom of God cannot rise if we are not together. It will take each one of us, no matter how insignificant you think you are. For you to be here, God had a purpose for you to be here. Maybe your purpose is still hidden, but wait then in the Lord and keep unity. Because you didn't come here by accident. There's a gift, there's a purpose, there's a smile, there's a whatever that's in you that God has placed inside of you for the revival that He wants to bring for Encounter Church and Trillion. 
But it will have to come with unity. Not trying to be a superman. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. So this house will not stand if we do not have unity. I'm not prophesying, don't worry. Any church will not stand if there's not unity. Why do you think there were, all the revivals is no more? Because they were looking for the next Superman. And we have some people in our church that is part of the old revivals that was in South Africa, that's there now, that was part of the key team of the people. And they said what they are seeing happening now in Encounter is what they saw that time. And, they said to, and then they said to me after I preached on Sunday, what you have preached is 100% right, right. Because we have lost it because all of us have separated and we had this unity. This one wanted to take over, that one wanted to take over and we lost everything. Imagine the heavens was already open. They were already at the higher place. They went down. Don't think you have arrived and you're going to stay there if you do not have unity. That is why you'll see many people that rise up and then suddenly, they may be in a position, but the oil have left them because of this unity. Acts 2 verse 1 says, When the day of Pentecost has fully come, they were all together with one accord in one place, as we are together here today. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. Save me suddenly. The moment that there are suddenlies, or the moment that there are unity, there will be a suddenly. Last year was the year of the suddenly, and many of you are sitting, when is my suddenly going to come? When are you going to have unity? Because the moment that there's unity, you have the capability to step into your suddenly. If you do not have unity, the suddenly will not come. It will maybe come for the one next to you, but not for you. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they appeared to them divided tongues as a fire and one sat upon each of them and they were all filled. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Every one of them went higher. Everyone were blessed at that moment because of their unity. There was not one person that was separated from this blessing and this outpouring. And that is why my praise and my, my faith is towards that we will cause unity even today. If there's someone that has offended you, if you have offended someone, be the weaker person and go to them or the stronger person and say, I'm sorry, forgive me, even though I was not wrong, but don't say them that. Please. But to forgive people and ask forgiveness, because sometimes we want to win the battle, but we're losing the war. The enemy is winning the war because you are giving your nuclear weapons away, and that is unity. So you win the battle, you think you're now so nice, you're so pride puffed up, not knowing that your most secretive and most powerful gift you have given to the devil. Trying to fight small nitty gritty fights. Have unity with one another and brethren. I hope I'm not too hard this morning. I was trying to make it, I literally was working last hard, hard last night and this morning to make it more friendly. But from today, every Christian that is in encounter church, almost a captain, centurion, your assignment is to strive for unity. No matter what it costs. That when you see someone do something that is wrong, maybe you see a brother drink once and they fall. Oh no, that brother. 
He still struggles with smoking. I'm not going to be there. Oh, you still, you still struggle with gossip. Must we kick you out of the church? We are so quick to judge other people of their problems. Yes, why don't we say to them, listen, every Friday night, I know you struggle to, and you're going to want to drink. This Friday night, you sleep at my house. Let's worship through the night. That is how you help a brother when they are weak. Not saying, oh, uh, no, this one doesn't have potential because you know they have this and this problem. No, you have the answer inside of you to lift them up, to take them higher. And the moment you take them higher, you will go higher by yourself. Are you with me? Don't allow the enemy to trick you, to give your power away. We need to restore unity at all costs. 1 Peter 3 verse 7, I want us to go there and I'm almost done. Husbands, likewise dwell with them with understanding, giving honour to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers may not be hindered. So if you don't even have unity with your wife and your brethren, your prayers will be hindered. You can think you are the most spiritual person having a prayer machine closet, but if you do not have, if you do not have unity, your prayers will be hindered. Finally, all of you be of one mind, all of us sitting here today, be of one mind, having compassion for one another. That's what you and I are supposed to do. Have compassion for one another. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted. Be courteous. Not reviling evil for evil. Or not returning evil for evil. Or reviling for reviling. But on the kanji, blessings. Knowing that you were called to this. Oh, I want to lead evangelism. I want to have an e-group. Knowing that you were called to this. It is not just something God takes lightly. He calls unity a calling. You have been anointed and ordained to cause unity in the body of Christ. It is a calling. So the moment that you can bring a unity between a brother, even if it's not you, maybe there's two other brothers that fight and you say, listen, I want to help. You are doing the ministry that God has called you to do. It is as you want someone, it's actually greater than winning a soul almost. Because the Bible says it's almost impossible to win a brother that has been offended. But yet it is our calling to have unity of one another. To love one another as brothers. Have compassion about, of with one another. And then what is the result if you do this? Imagine we first said, where the brethren dwell together in unity. And it doesn't say where your mother and your father that are not safe dwell in unity. No, where the brethren, those who do the will of God, dwell together. Because sometimes we have unity with our parents and our family and not dissing that. But this is your brothers and sisters. Who's my mother? Who's my father? Who's my brother? That's what Jesus said. Those that do the will of God. So everyone that is here is your brother. So the moment that you have unity with them, is the moment there's a commanded blessing. To think of this, I say it many times. When God had to say, let there be light, He just said it and light was happening. When He, he just said, let the waters and earth be separate. Imagine how crazy big it must be. You can't even move one tons of water. Imagine how many billions of trillions of liters He moved by just saying something. He didn't even command it. Now imagine He commanded what would have happened. 
I hope you guys are getting it. There's a next dimension, just saying something and then commanding something. So the moment that there are unity, there's a commanded, commanded blessing, not just a blessing that God speaks over you. It's a next dimension of blessing that will come on you. And when you walk according to the calling, go back to that scripture, verse 9. So when you walk according to your calling, that you may inherit a blessing. Many of you want to be blessed by yourself, not knowing that your blessing is in the unity of your brethren. Because if you take up your calling, it says that you may inherit a blessing. So if you do not have unity and you don't cause unity, you don't go out to make unity between your brothers, you will not be able to inherit a blessing. And you will go around the mountain until she comes. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears on those on their prayers. So the moment that you cause unity, God's eyes is on you. His ears is for your prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. The moment you cause this unity, God's just like, I can't see it. I sent my son to bring unity. Yet the speck of dust that's in front of me think themselves more highly than I ought to do. I cannot look at this disgrace. That's why I say sometimes causing unity is not nice because you're going to have to take a place and say, God, no matter what comes my way, no matter what enemy, because the enemy will use someone else's weakness. The thing that ticks you off, you will send a brother that has that weakness to tick you off. And that is a place we have to say, this is a spiritual attack. This is an attack against the unity in the body of Christ. So now let me see how I can help this brother and not react towards him and respond to him in love. The moment something happens, forget about the physical. Forget about the physical thing sometimes. We care so much about this flesh. If you are dead in Christ, why do you so allow if someone touch you to hurt you? It means you're still alive and Christ is not alive in you yet. He has not been formed in you completely, if I can say it like that. The moment that there are a unity or people come together in oneness is the moment that suddenly will happen. It is a moment that suddenly you get pregnant, suddenly you get your healing, suddenly there will be a breakthrough in your business or in your work situation. Suddenly the depression has left you. Because the moment that there's unity, there's a suddenly. And there's many people that come to the church. They're all together every Sunday. But when prophets say something in their minds, they was like, I wonder. Let me go, let me go figure out some stuff tonight and just make sure. The moment where prophet says, listen, you and your house will be blessed. Your mind, you're like, uh, I'm not sure. Prophet, you don't know my situation. That moment, you don't have unity. And that is why you sit where you're sitting. Then you get someone that is new. Maybe they're not spiritual much. They just gave their life to Jesus. Maybe yesterday, evangelism team went out. They got saved and they're now on fire with God. And they're just a new creation today. And they come to church or this conference even. And they say, I don't know all the spiritual things, but I know what I experienced yesterday from one of these members is something different. So whatever they say, I will receive. 
you sitting here for years in togetherness, not in unity. You receive results. Yet that person coming here, one breakthrough after the other, after the other. Because the moment prophets say something or Apostle Neville says something, they receive it in an instance because the heart has unity. They do not come with the score. They do not come with, oh, let me just check it out. Oh, but prophet, don't you know this one scripture? Pastor Steve, you don't know about this one scripture. Have unity. Follow me as I follow Christ, the Bible says. If there's one person that can keep unity in the body of Christ, it is Prophet Leon. And that is why God has blessed him and everything is done. I have seen people abuse him verbally and betray him like you have not experienced in your life. People that are close to his heart. You must remember, a prophet's hearts are always open. And that is why it is so painful for them when they go through seasons that Prophet Leon goes through sometimes. Yet, he will always give love. He would never respond to say, listen, I have footage of you doing this or doing that. I'm not going to expose you, but I cover you. Yet those brothers and those other people outside will think they are going higher. Wait, just you wait. I'm not speaking this over them. But the law of God is the law of God. His word is above His name. I remember, Pastor Martin, remember in the way in the beginning, I think before we had a church, there was people that spoke against prophet, causing disunity, making false accusations. I was in the house where they, we had the discussions. After the words, they stepped out of that door. They made stories up. The things that they said that was wrong and prophet addressed them and said, listen, do not cause disunity. They went and said, prophet said those things about those people. And guess what prophet did? He said, can I see you maybe? That whole night he was crying before God. He was studying mercy to be able to have mercy. Yet you will come with your whip. Have we forgotten what it's all about? If our hearts as Christians are not for people, why are we here? Why did God send His Son if it was not for people? The enemy has told you that your brother, your sister, the one next, next to you sitting is your enemy. It is time that we have unity and we'll see the joy of one another. But it will not come from self. It will take work from our side that we will have to put in the work. Unity is not all glamorous thing. It's a quick fix. No, it is every day. And that is why the Bible says, pick up your cross daily. He never promised us it's going to be easy. But it's going to be worth it. Because the moment that it, we have unity, it will become easy. Because then there's a, a God of angel armies commanding His armies to bring the blessings to your house. The healing that you're waiting for. The breakthrough you need in your finances, your children's life. The relationship of your parents that you want to be restored. Um, restored. Or the abuse and the hurt that's still in your heart. The moment you cause unity among the brethren is the moment you will receive your healing. The gifts of the Holy Spirit and anointing is not for yourself. It is always for someone else. Yet we always want more, but we never give to our brothers. Why do you want more? To look better? To shine more like a torch? Or you want to receive more of God to be able to help your weaker brothers.
This morning, I want to challenge you. This afternoon, repent before God. Ask God if you have ever done that. And if you, don't, if you can't see it and you think you're all right, you are full of pride and you're blinded by pride. There's not one person that can say there was never a situation. All of us fall short of the glory of God. All of us sin. There's no one that's perfect. And that's also a lie that the enemy brings. All of us are not perfect. If Paul was not even perfect, how do you think you'll be perfect? This guy saw into dimensions that we wish we can see. Yet he was not perfect. It is time that we love one another and see how we can lift one another up. Are you with me? I want you to just, just while you're sitting there, just lift up your hands. Close your eyes. Save me, Heavenly Father. This morning, I surrender my life to you. I give you my life, my heart, as a living sacrifice. Remove the heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh that I may see people the way you see them. That I may be the forerunner to cause unity. That when people see me, they will know I am called by you to cause unity, to destroy the plans of the enemy, not over my life only, but over my brother's eyes. Open my eyes. Make me sensitive to see my brother's needs. And God, oh God, I thank you that tonight, that when we come here, we will come with expectation, with oneness, with unity, and there will be a great revival. Why? Because of our unity. Father, I repent of pride. I will go lower that you can go higher. Amen. Give God a praise.